0: So, what do you do when you are confronted with doing work that is in opposition to your convictions as a believer? And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast. Welcome to Conflicted, the podcast exploring the tension Christian entrepreneurs face trying to pursue success in business and sacrifice in service to Christ. I'm your host, Sean Tombagahan, and I'm glad to be with you on this journey. Now, before we do a couple things, Uh, I'm back. I feel like I owe you guys a few more episodes. I I took about a week off. Uh, We're supposed to release every first and third week of the month, Um, but just in all honesty, I was busy, and it got ahead of me, and I, I was really thinking about what are the topics that I want to talk about, and so I just kind of put it off, and I was like, man, I need to catch back up, so I'm back. Uh, Another thing is that I got some feedback on the last um, series that I did with Zach Follett. I got a lot of positive feedback, and I did get some feedback that said, uh, why did you split it up? in three different episodes. Why don't you just all release it all at one time? Uh, There was some thought behind that. You know, I I personally like podcasts that are not super long. So I'll listen to some podcasts and, and I love the content, but man, two and a half hours, Three hours if you're listening to Joe Rogan or something like that, uh, even an hour and a half. Sometimes that's just too long. I listen to podcasts when I'm commuting in the car. For me, my commute's pretty short, or if I'm going to be listening to something, if I'm at the gym or doing something like that, I don't like super long podcasts typically. If I want long form audio content, I'm going to listen to an audiobook for podcasts. I typically like them anywhere from uh, 15 to 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, but that's just my personal preference. And so when I did a longer podcast, Uh, with Zach, I I wanted to cut it up. And and we we try to cut it up into segments that made sense. And uh, again, got a lot of positive feedback. But some people just say, hey, just throw it up there. If it's long, it's long. That's awesome. And so um, I'll do that. If there's longer episodes, I'm just going to keep them long. And we'll um, let it play out like that. Uh, The other thing is that um, I'm doing this on video. Uh, I'm doing this simple you know, webcam from my own desk in my own home office. Uh, we might switch it up and get some more high quality video, especially if we're doing interviews. Um, but yeah, we, we do have a YouTube channel and uh, we, the, the royal we, me, I have a YouTube channel for the Conflicted Podcast. If you look it up on YouTube, you should be able to find it. I think I've got a whopping like or five subscribers on YouTube. Most people are listening to the audio, which is totally fine. So uh, anyway, I'm going to be converting these um, into not only audio, but also video. So we'll be uh, launching episodes both uh, on YouTube as well as on Buzzsprout, which is uh, should be accessible to wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. With that being said, um, this is something I've been wrestling with and questioning for a while and really uh, more recently a lot more just because of um, some of the personal experiences that I have. And so the title of the podcast today is, is uh, Would the Apostle Paul Make a Tent for a Gay Wedding? And so, um, you know, on the one hand, you know, we want to be all things to all people so that by all means we might win some, right? But also, uh, you know, like, I don't think that Jesus, you know, he was a carpenter. Um, I don't think he was checking the, the the religious creds for people he was making tables for or the Apostle Paul. He was a tent maker. I don't know if he was only making tents for devout Christians uh, or followers of Yahweh. Um I just don't know. We don't. We don't have any context for that. We just know that uh, in their vocation, um, they 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 were in commerce. They were in business. Um, and and I don't have uh, any scriptural reference for who we're supposed to serve. To to, to only serve people in the faith, right? So, um, but on the other hand, there's things that you could be doing in your work that potentially goes in conflict with what you believe to where you are almost not only serving those people who have contrary beliefs, but also uh, potentially taking part um, in their sin or in their uh, worldview that is opposed to you. So uh, I, I recently, I, I just sent out a question um, to Michael Brown. Dr. Michael Brown has a podcast called The Line of Fire Radio. Uh, he's a, a, a Jewish believer in Jesus, uh Scholar theologian. i've been listening to him uh, for several years now I look up to him as a solid Bible teacher and um, who knows if he'll he'll get the email I just sent it out through their website we'll see if he replies back um, but it's just you know it'd be cool to to hear his thoughts on these just because he's someone I look to especially for these types of um, questions uh, obviously first and foremost want to go to the scriptures um, but there's some things that just aren't so black and white in the scripture and so th- this is the question that I posed to him, and again, we'll see if I get a response, but I, uh, I wrote to him, I said, I recently started a podcast called Conflicted about the tension of living life as a Christian entrepreneur. I've been thinking about this question for some time as I contemplate living out my Christian values as a business owner in a world that's opposed to them. I run a non-religious design and marketing agency, and I have served clients from all backgrounds, regardless of their faith or sexual orientation. I have historically turned down projects that are obviously uh, in contradiction with my values. However, as I proceed in business, the gray area seems to get wider as businesses and organizations become more and more liberal and openly sin-affirming in their core beliefs. So, I wrestle with this question. Should I continue doing marketing and creating content for a business who will likely use what I create for an agenda that I disagree with? And I give a hypothetical. I say, uh, you know, hypothetically speaking, if I build a website for an insurance company, and th- this is not a, a real scenario, but I've had scenarios that are actually similar to this, but I'm just using this hypothetically. Um, if I build a website for an insurance company who puts their statement, about gay inclusion and intersectionality training, right? So two things that I would be opposed to, um, and they want me to put that on their about page. Uh, Am I compromising? Or do I just serve them as unto God, and I, I don't assume any unnecessary liability for what they may do with whatever I create for them? Would the Apostle Paul make a tent for someone after learning that the tent would be given as a gift in a homosexual wedding would he or would he appeal to First Corinthians 8 8, where he says, in the context of 1 Corinthians 8, he's talking about food sacrificed to idols. Some people had their conscience um, uh, tender, really tender conscience, to where the food that was sacrificed to idols, they just couldn't eat it because they felt like they were partaking in this pagan ritual. And Paul's basic answer was, like, well, no, we know that they're, they're, those false gods are nothing, right? I'll just eat the meat. But if someone's conscience is tender, like, I might not eat the meat. You know, I'd just rather eat vegetables just for the sake of the other weaker brother the weaker person is the person with that tender conscience but paul in his mind he's like i can eat the meat it's not a big deal uh and he says this eating meat or um you know conducting business hypothetically speaking will not make us acceptable to god we are not inferior if we don't eat meat and we're not better if we do Uh, or we are not inferior if we do do business or we're not better if we don't um so, I and I told him I have a few thoughts as I wrestle through this, but as a solid Bible teacher whose opinion I trust, I love to get your input. So... That's the basic question, right? And so I was also listening to a podcast from KB and uh, Amin Hudson. Uh, great podcast if you uh, like theology. Um, and uh, from a cultural perspective, in, in many different ways, they they have all kinds of great content on the Southside Rabbi podcast. And one of the things that they said is that uh, something that's core to them is no easy answers. And I love that because... Um, you know, there, there are certain things that are just black and white, right? This is sin, this is not, you know, don't kill people, don't commit sexual immorality, don't steal from people, commit perjury, all those types of things are black and white in the scriptures, but there's also a lot of gray areas. And um, what, when they said no simple answers, you know, the simple answer would be, you know, if I'm gonna bake a cake, don't, don't, don't bake the cake for the gay wedding, you're, you're taking part in their sin or another simple answer is i oh, just do it you know who cares You're, you you bake the cake and and uh you know they they do whatever they want like th- those are just simple answers a uh, a more thoughtful answer would kind of take a moment to pause and to ponder n- to to think about it um and say look maybe there's some things that i'm just not considering Um, you know, in in the last few episodes, we talked to Zach, Zach Follett from Cup of Joy, he has several different coffee locations, he has a coffee roastery to where he's serving um, even wholesale to other coffee shops and businesses. And um, he has taken the stance to we're going to serve everybody coffee, no matter who they are, we're going to love them where they are, we're not we, we, they have their statement of love. And they just want to love people like Christ. And so it doesn't matter who they are. Now with that, um, I, uh, I, I, wish I would have asked him and I didn't at the time that, you know, would you have your, um, your, your portable coffee shop at a gay wedding? You know, that, that's something that I, I'm, I like to uh, pick his brain on and ask that because well, then you're not just serving them at your place of business, but you're not going to their, uh, event, you know, maybe it's the, the gay pride parade or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's that, you know, take out the, the, um, the homosexual LGBT aspect of it, maybe you would, uh, uh, serve your portable coffee shop at a, um, a traditional wedding or maybe a a Muslim wedding or maybe a wedding where they're going to be, uh, uniting under some false God. Uh, is that a point of conflict in your own conscience? And so, you know, again, on the one hand, you want to serve everybody with the love of Christ. Um, and, and with the work ethic that brings glory to God, right? So like, I think Christian businesses, the best way we glorify God in our business is by doing great work. Uh, and we talked a lot about that in, in our, uh, in the episode with, with Zach, he's like, how do you, how do you take your level of work? Uh, to the next level and, and do everything with excellence because that's the God we serve. And then, how do we love people? Like, how, how is the customer experience with the products or the services that we give um, with the most excellence that we could possibly do, right? So, we want to glorify God in all we do. Um, however, there also is a firm line that has to be drawn when it comes to the type of work uh, and to what extent. And so that's just something that I think about. not everything is so black and white. Um, we talked about the cake baker, but what about uh, the, the person that's not baking the cake for a gay wedding, but what about the person that's renting the venue? okay well what about the um, the 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 rental company that has um, tables and chairs or what about the utility company providing electricity to the venue where you Events might happen, whether it's a, a LGBT event or maybe it's again, a, a, you know, something that has to do with other religions. Or, you know, are we uh, as a utility company honoring God by not providing electricity to those people? Um, you know, what about a car company that's going to be selling cars um, and then you find out that you're selling a car to an escort company? And so, the, the, again, there's no simple answers to all of these things. These are something that we have to kind of wade through. Um, uh, a couple of points. So, like, here, here's a recent um, example. So, th- there's been clearly things that p- people have come to me and they've wanted me to create um, design material or websites for things that are blatantly anti-God. And so, I just remember one time there was uh, a company that was a strip company and they wanted me to create a website for their strippers and to promote their stripping services. And and that was obviously a black and white for me, line drawn. I'm not going to do that. There was another company that wanted me to create a website that was for raunchy comedy, and it was raunchy comics. And it, these comics would be um, just, they, they were completely ungodly. Uh, and that was a clear line for me. There was another company that came to me, and they were selling apparel and um uh, merchandise that was a cult. It, it was a cult uh, in that whole realm. And, and it was anti-God, uh uh, promoting Satanism, and they—I don't know how some of these people have found me, or uh, you know how they—they they wanted us to to serve them. But those were clear lines drawn, and I just had to be upfront with them and tell them, uh, no, you know, we, we do have a a standard of work. We're a privately owned small company. Um, this type of work would be outside of my convictions. Um, my personal convictions wouldn't allow me to create materials that promote um, this worldview or that or, or what we're doing here. So. Um, I'm going to have to respectfully decline. I apologize for the inconvenience. Um, you know, if if I were you, here's another resource that you might want to consider. And so I've had those conversations. I'm not afraid to have those conversations. But then when the lines are getting more blurred, um, especially with companies who are traditionally not uh, in, in their core essence um, anti-Christian, but then some of their beliefs that back them or some of the things that they might be posting on a blog post or some of their awareness materials or, or different campaigns that they might run with are are not in alignment with me, then it becomes a little bit more difficult. An example, uh, a website inquiry came. Someone, someone found me online and they wanted me to do a website and I loved the concept. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to spare some of the details so as to not expose the the exact person or, or organization, but this organization basically helped people um, that were in um, usually uh, under-resourced, overlooked, oppressed people groups, getting them resources to help them advance in, in career and education. And uh, I think that's awesome. I love working with nonprofit organizations, especially providing uh, resources and help to people who otherwise would be overlooked. I went to their website to check it out, and it was um, it was very much. Um, Gay affirming and and uh, LGBT affirming and and also teaching things like intersectionality, which is basically that's a, another topic for another episode, maybe another podcast. Um, but in essence, it's it's a worldview that I would not hold to, in in the fact that you have. Um, Virtue in victimhood basically uh, to the you identify it, your core identity is at the level that you are oppressed. For example, if you are a woman, you have one level of oppression, but if you are a woman and a lesbian, those two levels of oppression intersect, therefore, intersectionality. If you're a woman, lesbian, um, you know, uh, person of color, then you have three intersections of oppression. I just don't feel like it's a helpful way for people to think about their identity, uh, especially as being. A Christ follower, our identity is, the image of God is intrinsic to our identity and not our level of oppression. And so anyway, I went to this person's website and they had very much a, um, that leaning, that slant of a worldview, as well as a lot of pro-LGBT materials. And in fact, the people groups that, even though they were serving um, underserved or under-resourced people, it was primarily people um, in the LGBT community. Now I feel like people in the LGBT community, we need to uh, serve them, we need to love them, we need to help them in as many ways as we can. But when it comes to pushing a particular agenda or worldview, I had issue with it, and so my my knee jerk reaction was, uh, I, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to serve this person, I'm not going to be uh, doing that website. Um, talked to my wife about it. She said, well, what if you just tell them, um, you know, you're too busy? I like, well, that's a lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too busy to take on new work. Uh, you know, what if you inflate the cost? I'm like, I still feel that's, that's disingenuous. That's not who we are. And so I felt like I had, um, three options. One is I could, uh, lie Uh, which I don't want to do that. One is I could compromise my convictions, which I don't want to compromise. Uh, Or the other is I could just be brutally honest at the expense of potential persecution because we know how people are now bucking up against uh, companies who are, um, quote, being oppressive or... um, you know, being bigoted or wh- whatever the case may be, you know, get the the Twitter blasts and all that kind of stuff. And so I felt like I only had those three options is to to either lie, which I'm not going to do to compromise, which I don't want to do that, or to, um, to just be brutally honest. And, uh, and I so I wrestled with it before my meeting, right. So this person, they, they, I, they found me online, um, they filled out an email inquiry and then my assistant scheduled an appointment. And now I see it on my calendar. I have a, a meeting with this person and it's a zoom call. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, should I cancel the zoom call? Should you know, I'm dealing with all of these questions and I just started praying about it. It's like, Lord, what do I do? What do I do about the situation? And yeah, in my business, uh, one of my core beliefs is to serve everybody who comes to me for help and whether that means i work with them or not whether we exchange money for services that's not the issue i'm gonna everybody who comes to me for help they should feel like they are served and so i'm gonna um, talk with them consult with them tell them what i would do in their situation maybe connect them to people that even if we're not the best fit so i want everybody to feel served and in wrestling with it i felt the lord place upon my heart to live out that conviction to serve this person, and so I said, okay, well, I'm going to do the call. I'm going to keep the, the the appointment, and um, and I did, and I said, we'll we'll just see where the conversation goes, and uh, we talked about the organization's model, what they're doing. Um, I asked a ton of questions, and in in my process, I. I basically have a fifteen to to thirty minute consultation that's for free for anybody who comes for any kind of branding or design work. Um, I I help them uh, in as as much as I can, and and if it seems like it's going to go to the next step, then we could talk about proposals and all that kind of stuff. And so so I'm going to do that first call to where it's that uh, initial consultation, and I'm gonna I want to make sure that this guy feels loved and feels served, and that's what I did. Um, He ended up uh, liking the conversation and and wanting me to send them information. There's no business agreement or anything. Uh, And and I started thinking, okay, if I build this website, again, it's not in its core uh, what they do. It's not in that uh, vein. It's not like we are a uh, pro LGBT, um, like it's not for the pride festival or any of that kind of stuff, but like their core beliefs, they do believe that kind of stuff. And so do I create this to where they're going to do a lot of good, but their core beliefs are still this, and they're going to, you know, I, I create the shell of a website for them and they do whatever they want. Or do I, um, not serve this person? And that's actually a question I still don't have the answer to. I'm praying through it. Um, I felt like in that moment where I had the initial call, the Lord put it upon my heart to, um, to, to, to serve them in that way. I did. And it may not go anywhere after that initial conversation. Uh, and if we have a follow-up conversation, you know, I'm going to be leaning upon the Lord. And I guess that's what my takeaway would be is, um, one is no easy answers. Think through the things, think through uh, all of the scenarios and, and how you might respond in the most loving way, because this is such especially for that. I don't want it to be all about the LGBT movement, um, but that it's a big thing right now in our society. And we have to be thinking about that. And And so think about those ways to where your business model your products your services whatever you do may come into conflict with the cultural norms like how you might be having in in the position to serve these people um in a way that maybe comes into conflict with the way you believe as a believer um so i guess think about it be thoughtful don't give just an easy quick knee-jerk response and reaction um and the second point would be um be consistent in your convictions. Right? So think about how you're going to be consistent. Uh if you turn down this, what about something else and and draw out these scenarios to where you might uh, be inconsistent. Uh an example, I had a conversation with somebody again this same thing uh with um the LGBT movement. I asked a person cuz they were very anti LGBT, which again, if If you want to know my stance on sexuality, I believe the Bible's stance. I believe that all Uh, sexual immorality is anything outside of the loving sexual relationship that God has created between a man and a woman. Um, And so I I take the biblical stance on that, and I don't treat anybody any different, whether they're having heterosexual sexual immorality, uh, adultery, premarital sex, um, pornography, all of those things are sexual sin, and I don't treat anybody any differently according to what sins they're uh, predisposed to. Um, so I was having a conversation with somebody who's very anti-LGBT in the sense that they, I felt in that moment, their heart was not coming from a place of love and compassion, but more of disgust and anger. Um, and so I pushed back against this person, this this believer, fellow believer, and uh, I said, okay, would you rent out your home to a Lesbian couple, and they said absolutely not. I said, okay. Would you rent out your home to a heterosexual non-believer? Well, yeah, but you know that's you know neither here. It's not based off their beliefs, but it's based off of the immorality that I know is going to happen in the house. I say, what it will that heterosexual atheist might be in a premarital sexual relationship. Uh, what if they are you going to ask them about their sexual life uh you know when they go into your home are you going to be consistent in that and and that's the point i I wanted this person to be consistent in their convictions okay well if you're not going to rent out to this same-sex marriage couple uh, are you going to rent out to this unmarried heterosexual couple or to a heterosexual who's going to be committing sexual immorality like just be consistent in your convictions and so I guess the first point was to be thoughtful. Think about it. Don't just give quick, knee-jerk, easy answers to these things. Uh, The second is make sure that whatever conclusion you land on, that it's consistent. That you can apply different types of scenarios to the same answer. This is gonna be uh, how I'm consistent in how I play out my convictions. and I, I guess the last point would be do everything with faith, right? Anything that is not of faith is sin. And so if, um, if you can't do it unto the glory of God, if your conscience forbids you from doing something, then follow your conscience. I, I would rather err on the side of following the Holy Spirit than err on the side of compromise, fear, um, the love of man. Uh, in the sense that I I want man's approval over God's approval. Like if that's what you're wrestling through, then err on the side of following the Holy Spirit, even if it costs you your business, right? Like for me in in Butler, like if someone were to come to me and they want me to create a website that promotes um, blatantly LGBT movement and and the agenda there, I would say no. And I would face the consequences as a believer. But when it comes to these gray areas, um, I need to really press into the Lord and be thoughtful, be consistent, and make sure that whatever I do, whether I eat or drink or sleep or do work or conduct business, whoever I'm going to do business with, I need to do it with faith, um, bringing glory to God. So those are my initial thoughts. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, your feedback. I want to hear some pushback. I want to hear some questions. I want to hear some follow-up. How are you guys thinking through this? You could hit me up on social media. You could email me. You could go to um, theconflictedpodcast.com and email me there. Uh, But yeah, I want to hear back from you guys. Thanks for sticking around. If you liked this episode, please do me a favor and subscribe. Share the podcast with others and write a review. It only takes a second, and it helps get the word out to more people. Also, if you want to support the podcast financially, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Sean That's patreon.com forward slash S-E-A-N-T-A-M-B-A. Any amount definitely helps. You can also see the link in the show notes. That's it for today, folks. Thank you, and God bless you yeah.